Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much, as always, for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. We're almost to that three-day weekend, so hang in there. We're going to make it, and we're going to get you there with some fun listener questions. We get some questions today on those deluxe evening hours that those special guests get at the deluxe resorts. What's open and what's not? And how do they handle things that have individual lightning lanes? Genie Plus, what about snacking at these events? We talk about that on today's show. We also talk about the best resort for a girls weekend for a 45th birthday extravaganza down at Walt Disney World. Also some fun things you might want to do besides dining for special celebrations. We dive into some fun Disney Cruise Line talk with what's it like to actually sleep on the ship? How is that different than sleeping on land? Where are the best staterooms on the ship for a first time cruiser? What can you do to make sure that you don't get motion sickness when you're on the ship? These and many more questions coming your way on today's podcast. Don't forget, the Be Our Guest podcast is always sponsored by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents over at the Magic for Less are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. Just drop by themagicforless.com today. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. It's one extra click that really does help us out. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, a sincere thank you to our patrons who make all this podcasting possible. You allow us to put this show out three to four times a week all around the world. Could not do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, please come on over. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2091 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope the show finds you well and you're having a great week already. We are here, as always, to answer your listener questions. So thanks for the questions. And if you have a question, well, if you have one right now, it's probably not going to get on today's show unless you are tuned in live, which you can always do on Mondays right around 545 Eastern. We record live on Facebook and YouTube. So join us generally around that time if you want to hang out with us where the cool kids are. But if not, you can always send in your question to Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. We'll get that in the queue and answer that right away. So joining me today, Pam is not here. She is out on an adventure, which she will share with us here very soon. And you're going to be very jealous. I am. Uh, but we have the, the other parts of the Dream Team joining us today. Back from a coast-to-coast adventure herself, we have Ricky from TheMouseForLess.com, who was just at Disneyland and then at Walt Disney World 2. What's up, Ricky? You tired? I'm very tired. I will tell you, my body is just like, what did you just do to me? Uh, <laughs> but I really want to say, um, I feel like I deserve a coast to coast medal for what I just did. You know how they used to do the run Disney coast to coast. Yeah, I definitely, I ran the, I did the whole race. I just, 
didn't get a medal for it. Wait, wait, <laughs> what, what, what race did you run? Did you run 26, yeah. 13? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. If you look at my Apple Watch, uh, 13 every single day. So uh, I definitely, I definitely hit my miles for, uh, you know, at least the, the half half marathon challenge for sure. <laughs> so on Friday, we'll talk about some of your adventures out. You know, Scott and I are going to Disneyland here. Like we're down to talk. We're, we're over talking about how many days until we go at this point. We're like talking gotcha. about hours and minutes. We are so ready to rock out there and especially after you know you were posting all the information we saw max we saw ben we saw Jeanette. i mean everybody nancy everybody was killing it on social media and killing me to the point i had to yes. stop looking for a while i was so just overwhelmed but uh friday this is real quick though one thing that, that this trip was awesome about disneyland because i just can't wait till friday i mean i can't wait 48 hours I just tell <laughs> lay it on me you know i will honestly say and this is going to be a big surprise. Genie Plus. I've heard it's better at Disneyland. I mean, it's better. <laughs> it's much better at Disneyland. Yes. Uh, I I appreciate the way it works better at Disneyland. I, I mean, I, I think that it is a lot more simple to use. Um, it's a lot easier to get reservations. Um, and I may or may not have even purchased an individual lightning lane. Uh, which I thought I would never ever do, but we did it. So um, I've I've run the gambit at, at uh, Disneyland with uh, Genie Plus, and I I really like it. I like that it has Fast Pass and, or Fast Pass. I like I like that it has Photo Pass included with it too. Right. Um, so you know, I mean, it has a lot of good perks that the Walt Disney World version just simply does not. So uh, I'm a big fan. If you go out to Disneyland, you definitely want to consider getting genie plus at least for your your trip out there because it was it was really good so scott and i we have it every day of our trip good perfect you've already listened to my first tip ding yep. yeah exactly five-day so. five park hopper with genie plus good to go. good you got the park hopper too good job I good mean, job i'm all perfect. in i mean i'm going to disney you are you yes. are going to disneyland I'm yeah ready. so we did the we did the individual lightning lane for um uh radiator springs actually uh and it worked out really nicely so um yeah that's that was a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if there was like a churros plus, I would sign up for that too, but there's not. Oh there's my gosh. There, so remind me to tell you about, <laughs> remind, but no, you're going to want me to tell you, I have a hot tip for the corn dogs. Oh, so, God, I love corn dogs, but see, I'm going to gain, I am going to gain 50 pounds in a week out there. Cause that's all <laughs> I'm thinking about. It's the food. I mean, I am the rides, but I mean, I dude. remind me on Friday, I have a okay. hot tip about the corn dogs. And it's perfect. Cause it'll be Memorial day weekend. We'll be kicking off Heck summer yeah. with corn dogs. I mean, how thematic yeah. can we get? We are experts. We are pros here on the BR. It's Guess like podcast. we had a plan. I did not have a yes. plan. <laughs> Summertime. Okay. Joining us also from one of the warmest places in the country, I'm sure for Memorial day weekend, which kicks off here in Fort. 48 hours we have scotty g what's up scott hey mike hey ricky um yeah i loved following on your trip ricky that was really great the coast to coast is insane i've actually done the coast to coast run disney race before i have the medal to prove it yeah but mike ricky did you know that i'm often coast to coast just standing still and that's called the mackinac bridge i got the Mich lake michigan to my left lake huron to my right that's my michigan coast that's to your coast, coast, that I, do coast. Very often. I like it <laughs> I do enjoy watching your travels because like random weekends, you'll just, you know, you go all over the state of Michigan. So that's kind of how I learned the geography of your whole, your whole state. You'll head up to the upper peninsula. You'll, you know, head out to 
I guess you got just the plains of Michigan, you know, just yeah. kind of the, the middle of the, the state. You, got, you, know, the, you got lakes all over. You got you know Lake Michigan, <laughs> Lake Huron, Lake Superior. If you go way up north, who knows? Maybe I'll be in the the Upper Peninsula this weekend. There you Shall go. See what yeah. All right. Well, let me know because we got to let everybody know about the live show Sunday nights. So we'll figure that out right. uh, here soon. All right. Shout out to Charlie in the live chat who's joining us right now from Oxford, England. We love that, and also. To George, who I believe is still down at Walt Disney World, and I don't know if he's at uh, Baseline. George, I know, I met, I saw he. He's you don't have to yell at him. Chill, easy, easy. Don't have to yell at George. It's nice and easy here. We're pros. I saw he was at Garden Grill, and I'm pretty sure you were at this there exactly the same time I was. I just, I think you were on the other side. I did not know you were there, and I'm so sorry that I missed you. Now this is a compliment to George, and I've told him this before on the podcast. But you can spot George from a mile away because that hair is just I know. spectacular. Uh, yeah, dude, if I, I would have, yeah. if I would have seen him, I would have totally said hi. Um, but I, you must have been on the opposite side of me, so I'm so because we were definitely there at the same time because I saw your pictures and they came in right at the same time mine did. So. And here's the other thing about George: if you see George out on the course, and I saw George on the marathon course right as we were leaving Animal Kingdom backstage behind Everest at a water stop. Dude, I mean, he doesn't ever look tore up like during a race. Like, no. I mean, I, I look like I'm one foot in the grave, like a mile into a marathon. And he's just like, I mean, this looks like he could just, you know, go go to church or something, you know, like right, right. then. It's crazy. And not to make this the whole George episode, <laughs> but, uh, but congratulations to him. I think he announced the big, I know he, I know he proposed a while back ago. I think he said today it's a year ago from now is when the big wedding is. Nice. I don't know if he teased this. Is it at the Grand Floridian? Because I saw them doing a tour this week. So I don't know. Maybe you can throw it in the chat. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. If not, you just put a lot of heat on them. I'm just saying. I did, right? <laughs> you better book that Disney wedding now. <laughs> you just cost them a lot of money. All right. We have our first uh, question of the day. Let's go to the inbox first here. Jill's got a question. She's in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hey, Mike and BOGP crew. I was initially planning a girls adult long weekend for my 45th birthday in April. What started out as a group of three is now up to seven, including my daughter, who is five and decided I can't go to Disney without her and my mother, a.k.a. my babysitter, so I can still possibly squeeze in a bar crawl with the other girls. I'm looking to stay in a Skyliner area and want to be cost effective to meet everybody's needs. The level of Disney experience of the group ranges from a first timer to an avid Disney fan. With an average age of, with an age range of five to late sixties, which resort option would you pick? She's got three, one, okay. three rooms at pop. And if so, which area Two, three little mermaid rooms at art of animation or three, two family suites at art of animation. Bonus question. Recommendations for a girl's night out to celebrate, not a restaurant or a meal. Thanks for all your help and great info. You guys definitely helped to fill the void between trips. Jill out in PA. All right, I'm going to throw it to Ricky first. Out of the three choices, Pop, Little Mermaid, or Family Suites at Art, which one for a girl's trip? Now, remember, they got a five-year-old, and the babysitter's coming, which is always grandma. And you know what? That's awesome. That's three generations right there. That is. Uh, So I'm going to say either pop century or the uh fa- family suites um you know just the family suites would make it a little bit you know easier to all be to- it depends on if you want to all be together or if you need a little separation that's basically why i said what i said uh if you all want to be together and hang out together and and all that and have that closeness uh then i would say the family suites uh but if you want a little more separation maybe you need just you know to get away from you know you know you're 
whatever uh, for a little bit, uh, then I would say just, you know, go go to the three separate rooms of Pop Century. Because as much as I love you, Mike, and, you know, I I, I don't want to room with you. So, you know, I wouldn't I would I would want that separation. <laughs> oh, and, and I'm with you. I like I like everybody having a little bit of extra privacy. The three rooms of Pop is what I would pick. And I prefer Pop over art just aesthetically. Yeah. And I think even with like the you know somebody in the 60s is really going to enjoy pop i'm in my you know 40s i love the vibe of pop i think there's a lot going on there the music really brings you back especially if you're you know doing like a 45th birthday when you hear like the bgs come on or you know because it's kind of like you're reliving that that era you know back in time and i think the pop fits the theme better than art of animation for this this point in time this kind of a celebration so scott what do you think it's unanimous i can't add much more than what the, the two of you have already said <clears throat> Except I'll say the Little Mermaid room is my least favorite room on all this yeah. property. Yeah. Um, not not to be down on anyone that stays there, you know. Like it's a good room to have. Um, you know, it's just my personal least favorite room. So when I heard those options, I was automatically going to the three rooms that pop. And I also say the '70s would be the room, the building I would ask for. I love the '70s and the '60s; those are my two favorite. But you can't go wrong. You're at Pop Century or Walt Disney World. It's going to be an amazing time. That's what I was going to say, because 45th birthday, so she would have been born in the 70s. So you got to go for the 70s, right? I mean, I, I like to try to make that connection, that kind of theme. In the 70s, I mean, I like the 70s anyway, the big eight track, and it's got a good location. 60s is awesome. I mean, those are your preferred rooms. There's actually some preferred rooms that are 70s and actually some that are in the 50s, uh, the, the closer rooms there in those kind of corners of those uh, buildings. But uh, yeah, go 70s if i had to guess 70s all the way i mean you can't i mean even the 90s are okay i've been in there one year ago around now i was at there down there for memorial day weekend we were in the 90s i didn't even know that building existed I don't but guess what we had an awesome time we did well do you remember that one time i say in the 90s man like uh the food court was a rumor like yeah <laughs> right because <laughs> you picked me up like yeah i think there's a food court here i got uh, lost <laughs> <laughs> okay the bonus question ricky Recommendations for a girls' night out celebration that's not a, a restaurant or a meal. Like, what what do you do? Okay, all right. So, um, and when did they say when they're going? Uh, or... she did not say. I don't think. No, okay. she did not. Say. All right, all right. So I have a few ideas. But this just uh, came in a... recently, like within the last couple of days. Okay, you could do a fireworks like dessert party type thing. I think that that would be, you know, fun. Um, you could do it, you know, on the water, which would be really good. You could get the whole family involved in that. So that's a good option. If you're looking for something um, that, you know, kind of can be um, a little more geared a little more toward the adults in a way, uh, I was thinking about like the Wild Africa truck. Um, Brian's actually been talking about doing that with me because uh, we haven't done it yet. And so that was something that I thought we that could, could be fun. And the other thing, and this is actually the thing that I am thinking about doing for my birthday this year, is the H2O Glow Nights or whatever H2O After Hours, whatever they're being called this year. Um, so I'm really, really thinking that I'm going to do that this year. And that's just a fun a thing to kind of go party and have a good time. So um, those are kind of my suggestions right now. I love the idea of the H2O Glow Nights. I think that'd be fun. Tim in the live chat, is he's got a great suggestion for something that you would do, like if you weren't at Disney, maybe in your town. If you Like in St. Louis, we have a place, well, we used to. I don't know if it's even there anymore. Laclede's Landing, which is where they had all these clubs yep. uh, before everybody used to get shot down there. So I don't know if they're still in, in business. But back then, they did have a place called the Big Bang or something where it was dueling pianos. Yes. And Walt Disney World has that called Jelly Rolls. And I've been yep. to Jelly Rolls many times. 
And it's, you know, it's like, it's adult fun. I mean, it's clean. It's, it's kind of like if you're like, right. on, it's, it's the equivalent of being on Disney Cruise Line in the adult club mm-hmm. at 1030. Yeah. You know, it's not anything raunchy. It's not anything dirty. It's just, it's just fun. You know, so everybody's singing together, karaoke, and everybody's drinking. Everybody's having a good time. That'd be a, that'd be a, that's a great suggestion. But I, I do like the glow nights over at uh, Typhoon Lagoon. So Scott, any other suggestions you can throw out? I mean, I know she said not about a meal. I don't know if like cocktails or something that this group is interested in. I know there's a five-year-old. I don't know if the five-year-old is part of this, but I was thinking you're staying at Pop Century, Skyliner Crawl, you know, get a little cocktail somewhere, then hit the Skyliner, get off at the Riviera, get off at Caribbean Beach, maybe go over down to the boardwalk, just have fun riding the Skyliner. Um, That would be something I think would be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get to the next question. And Chad's got one. He says, got an email today that Disney Visa meet and greets are back at Epcot. I got the same email. I'm pretty sure I saw that this morning. Uh, 10% discounts at certain Walt Disney World restaurants as well. Good list, including Volma, Grand Floridian Cafe, Hollywood Brown Derby, and more. What is the advantage of the upgraded Disney Visa you've mentioned? I think I have the basic one. So I have the upgraded one. Ricky, you. you have the upgraded. Scott, you have, I'm sure you have the upgraded one, right? No? Yeah, I, I do. I use my Delta Amex for everything okay. usually. I still have my Disney one just for like booking, you know, and it's fun yep. to have a Disney gift card or a credit card, but yeah, I do Delta. Okay, so I, I mean, I don't really pay that close of attention to credit cards. I mean, I use my Disney Visa for everything, kind of like you use yours for you know, mm-hmm. Delta. I think you just look at like which card obviously gives you the best rewards because you're going to eat. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like I have a Southwest card and like I could put everything on Southwest and my flights would be free or I could put it on my Disney card and my, you know, I could put it towards annual passes in hotels. It's just kind of where you're going to put your, your reward stuff. Um, but I will tell you, like I looked at my upgraded, I think my upgraded card has a 99, I want to say it's like a $99 a year uh, premium. Maybe it's 149. It's I don't something, think it's that much. It, I think it's it's at least ninety. I think it's a, I think it's a hundred. I've I seen it advertised before. Yeah, I think it, it's a hundred. Okay, yeah. so it's 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 between a hundred and hundred fifty. It's probably a hundred, and the the other card's free, right? And so you know yeah. we've talked about this many times. You pay off your balance every month. It's like free bonus points because that's what right. I do. I don't do not pay interest because with the uh, one that you pay for, you get a, on a lot of things. You get double bonus points. That's the difference. Is that I get a little more money you know free money i use that in quotes uh because uh i have the uh, one that i pay for so i pay a hundred dollars and then i i double my my rewards points right and that's what that's what i was gonna say like i looked at the math of it and by using my disney visa for everything and i use it for every time i eat out i use it for every time i get gas i use it for groceries i mean i some people go as far as to put the utilities on there now i will pay some like things with my disney visa and then just pay that off at the end of the month but I mean, I come out way ahead over that hundred dollars yeah. with my rewards. I mean, for example, we're going to Disneyland, and I paid for all of our tickets with my rewards points. I've so, paid for an the, annual yeah. pass before. Yeah, so I, you know, points. and I actually have enough left over where I can renew my annual pass. So yeah. when that comes due, you know, so I mean, that's a significant amount of points. Mm-hmm. It's because, and you get accelerated points with the with the upgraded card. I think instead right. of like getting one percent, you get like three percent on Disney purchase. I don't quote me on this, but you get some kind of accelerated like at restaurants instead of one percent you get two percent. Yeah, I think it's you know, true. You, you you start accumulating points a lot more rapidly. And if yeah. I mean if you're gonna go to Disney, it's something worthwhile. And if you're not, you know, right. look at something right. else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would just suggest just use it for everything like you two do. That's why I do it with my Amex. And then just be really disciplined and try to pay that off every month. 
Absolutely. I mean, I don't need to talk about financial advice on the VR right, podcast. Right, right, but right. Just be smart with like, you know, budget correctly so, so that you don't pay any interest on that. But yeah, because then use- you're losing money instead of gain- oh, gaining. Oh, yeah. Free. And that's what yeah. everybody, I mean, that, obviously credit cards are there to make money and that's what Absolutely. they do. I mean, that's why they're in business. Most people <clears throat> are going to pay interest and they're going to pay a lot of interest. And that's what, that's, that's what balances like people like us out that are getting right. the free, you know, points. Exactly. They're coming out ahead. Uh, they don't lose. All right. My good buddy, Faison, which he's been on the uh, podcast. We did a great show. He's up in Seattle. Uh, we did a show uh, about a month and a half ago, and it was really fun. He says, hey, Mike, with all the talk these days about the upcoming podcast cruise, I've got a few questions about that topic for someone who's never cruised. Number one, what length of stay would be good for a first timer? OK, so let's just talk cruising in general. I always say for a first time cruiser, four to five nights is a good taste. I think a three night cruise, while, you know, I think it's, you know, Disney Cruise Line offers these three night Bahamian cruises. They're great for kind of getting your feet wet with what the cruise experience is all about. But the problem is, if you like it, and most chances you will, you'll really, really like it. Like, it feels like you just got on the ship. You just found out where everything is and bam, you're back. You also don't get a day at sea which is my favorite day of the cruise. It's the most laid back day. You get a lot of activities on the ship. Um, you get like the Palo brunch if you want to do that. There's a lot of things you won't get with a three night cruise. Three to, you know, four to five days get you that, that comfortable thing and it gets you a more affordable cruise. And then, you know, after that, if you really like it, go for a seven day. So Scott, would you agree with that? You've done many yep. cruises. Uh, you just told like my story with cruising basically. So my, our first cruise was a three nighter in January um and while we loved it you know it was awesome we got the got, got the taste of cruise got to do the dining and all that but like your first day like half the day is just like getting checked in like that's yeah. like the most hectic day of the cruise right like you're getting your stateroom you know you're super excited you can't check into your room maybe quite right away so you're walking around then the next thing you know you're doing the sailway party then it's mustard and then your dinner and then boom the day's over so yeah. then you really just have like a two-day cruise yeah, at that right that's why i really recommend a four or five for the first night and that's why I mean, but if you can only do a three then do it because it's still great right you know? and, and to be honest you know talking about the podcast cruise we picked a four night on the wish because i mean the wish is only doing three and four night cruises at this point we and here's the whole here's why we picked what we picked we picked the summer and i know rates are higher over the summer but we wanted families to be able to go and i will say we talked about this scott and i talked about this on the sunday night live call-in show we have more cabins booked for this cruise than we've had on any of the other podcast cruises i mean the the wow. response to this podcast cruise has been overwhelming and we have a lot a lot of families that are coming with us with kids awesome. it's going to be awesome the kids are going to get to hang out together we're going to do activities together it's going to be really cool but we picked it so the families could come and we'd pick that fourth of july kind of window because i know that he, you know even though it's over the summer a lot of families have kids that like mine mallory's a cheerleader in high school a lot of kids play football you know they're in the band they have a lot of activities that even though school's not in session over the summer there's practices and there's required things but typically that fourth of july kind of little week there is kind of the dead week for everybody like everybody's off a lot of people are off work you don't have to take pto uh, we tried to make it as as accessible as we could for everybody but also get on the new ship do a four-night cruise instead of a seven-nighter to make it as affordable as possible. And we thought the rates were reasonable for the brand new ship to get everybody together. So that's kind of all the factors that went into why we picked the exact sailing that we did. And we're excited because the response has been really, really good on this. So can't wait to sail with you again. If you want to sail with us, just go to themagicforless.com, put in that quote form. We'll get that quote out to you right away. I promise I'll do that. Okay, real quick. He's got uh, three more questions. How well do they accommodate allergies on the boat? They are amazing oh, yeah. with allergies. So I'll tell you how this works real quick. And then Ricky, I'll give you the next question. 
If you have allergies and you're working with a travel agent, just let the agent know exactly what your allergies or any of like special dietary needs are. And what I will do is I will call that into the cast member at Disney Cruise Line when I make a reservation. And the forms that they have at Disney Cruise Line are incredibly intricate. Like they will look, I mean, like there's things I couldn't even believe were on a form. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have a checkbox for that. We have a checkbox for that. And they will do this pre-cruise. They'll do this, you know, like right now we're 14 months before a cruise. They'll put that there. But then, you know, I remind them at final payment, which is about three months out. But then I always, always tell my guests, please, please, please remind your head server and your, your dining room team, your, your, your uh, head waiter and your assistant server, just remind them of any important allergies the night of your first dining experience, just to be safe. I don't want anybody getting sick. You're on a cruise ship. You're not, you're not on land, you know, so you can't just hop, you know, if something happens, just be safe. They're going to be good about that. The, the, you know, the chef's probably going to come out and speak to you about that. But just say, hey, look, you know, if like you're allergic to, to, you know, shellfish, let them know so that they're like well aware of that, even though it's been documented five times. They're very careful of that. But just, you know, caution because you're on a you're on a cruise ship. I'm just paranoid about that stuff. So, all right, real quick. Here's a good question for you, Ricky. I like this one. Is sleeping on a boat different than sleeping on land? He asks. That's a good yeah, question. We never said it, it is a good question. Um, and it can be. Uh, so it really depends kind of how susceptible you kind of get to motion sickness um, and where you are in the ship. If you are in the, I, I feel like if you're in the back of the ship, I feel like I felt a little more motion uh, than I have, say, in the middle of the ship. I've never really been in the front of the ship, so I can't really say about that. Um, I personally don't get motion sickness or seasickness. Uh, however, my family does. Uh, so my mom and I were actually just talking this weekend and she was talking about how she was going to have to get the, actually, I think she's going to do the patch. Um, but uh, it's, it, sometimes you can feel the rocking of the ship just lightly, slightly. Um, and it kind of rocks you to sleep and it feels amazing. Uh, for those of us who are, do not get, uh, you know, seasick, uh, for those who don't, I mean, yeah, that might be a little, not as fun uh, as it is for me. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a nice gentle rocking for, for uh, that you feel. And it's not, the Disney ships are so big that you don't really notice it that much. Um, but occasionally you can. So um, I've noticed it more like when we are hightailing it somewhere. So when we're, you know, trying to get that from that first day to, you know, whatever island that we're going to or whatever. That's usually like when I've noticed that. Um, but yeah, if you, if you're ever worried, just make sure you have like, you know, a seasick mix patch or, you know, wristband or take some Dramamine with you so that way you have it just in case. Um, but yeah, I, I don't get seasick. So for me, it's just a nice, you know, nice gentle rocking. Yeah. I, I sleep like a baby on the cruise ships cause it just generally rocks me to sleep. And also my best I've ever slept was in an inside stateroom that yep, didn't have any windows. And it is dark as it can be. I mean, it, there's not a wink of light in those things. And you're just, I mean, you, you can sleep all day. I mean, you can sleep till two in the afternoon. You could, and that is the problem. The problem is attempting to try to wake up yes, in the morning because lethal. your body is not getting any light. And, you know, normally when you, you know, wake up, you see the light streaming in or whatever. And like, there is no light to be had in those rooms. So you really have to like force yourself to get up mm -hmm. and, and like turn on a light or do something so that your, your mind can switch on. Cause otherwise you're going to be like, Oh, still so sleepy. Yeah, and, and Kathy's also mentioned in the live chat. She says, 
There's nothing like those DCL beds oh, yeah. and pillows because we have like a 20 year old bed at our house. Like it's old. And t- we're, we're getting a new bedroom set at some point soon. I mean, it is way more comfortable on those Disney Cruise Line beds. And then with the rocking, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I mean, it puts me like in a cone and you're eating all that good food. I'm just like, dude, it is so hard to get out of it. You sleep like a baby. Scott, you, I mean, it's the same for you. you it's, I, I mean, I just, I'm in a coma. Yeah, I mean, so you two hit so many great points there. I was just going to throw in, and then Kathy just said it right here, is the, the linens on that yeah. bed are just, <laughs> like, and we and like we know the company. Like, we've looked it up. I think we actually have. Um, our sheets are from the same company that Disney Cruise Line uses. Yeah. Um, I think, like, my wife Elizabeth is really good at, like, researching that stuff. And once you're on one of those ships, like, you can't sleep differently, <laughs> you know? No. Um, but, yeah, it is the best sleep you'll ever have, uh, especially, like, after a tequila tasting or oh, a technology yeah. class. Like, yeah, you, like you, you want to talk about an awesome nap. Um, right. Yeah. Um, I prefer the back of the ship, personally. I think it rocks you a little bit yep, more. Me, uh, me Jennifer too. mentioned in the chat, too. It does get really noisy, though. So, like, when you're going to dock, like, you just feel, the, like, the vibration and the shakes mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. when you're back there. But I like that, personally. Same. I, it's kind of like my – it's kind of like an alarm clock. Yeah, almost they throw down there. the anchor. Yeah. You're like, okay, we're here. Yeah, I, but yeah, I always it's a get great active. sleep. Yeah, I'm always in the back of the ship too. You will feel the ones. So we probably won't feel it on the podcast cruise though. Just to be honest, because we will be sailing to the Bahamas, and you don't cover that much territory. If you look right. at the map, Castaway Key and in, in uh, Nassau are very close to, to Port Canaveral. You don't go very far now. If you're going on an Eastern or Western Caribbean, you're going to cross the Gulf Stream more, and they're going to haul a little bit yeah. more in the first and last nights. And uh, you'll feel more. The, the only place I really have ever felt it was like an animator's palette the first night for dinner. Because oh, like yeah. that's in the back of the ship and you're eating dinner and you're kind of not acclimated yet. So, but I mean, I, I'm totally fine. And last question says, do you need to prep your body before leaving land to prevent getting seasick? And I would say no, but if you're worried about it, take like a, bring a patch or bring some Dramamine. You know, the first night I might take like a dra- non-drowsy Dramamine and just yeah. for preventive. But I think you're fine. I mean, like SmackDown Outdoors here in our live chat says, you know, he has motion sickness, he or she, and don't, doesn't have any issues on the ship. So I'm kind of the same thing. I can't do Flight of Passage. Cosmic Rewind, one more ride would have made me sick, but I can cruise all day. So good stuff. Yeah, I don't prep my body. I just prep, rep, uh, I prep my mental toughness and just listen to Yacht Rock Radio for yes. three months beforehand. So, so that I'm really in the mood. All right. Oh, hey, we have a question from Charlie in Oxford, England, who is in the live chat with us right now uh, in the inbox from uh, just a couple days ago. Says, hey, Mike, love the podcast. I listen every week all the way from Oxford in England. I have a listener question that I'd love some help with. I've been to Disney a few times and I've been tasked with planning a trip in February for a family, which includes six adults, a 10 year old, an almost four year old and an almost two year old. Many of these are going to be first timers. My question is that I want to plan something really special for them as a special surprise while we're there. And I wondered if you could think of anything that would be super magical for a large group that includes three kids. Disney is magical anyway, of course, but I want my family to fall in love with Disney as much as me so that they want to return. Many thanks for any ideas that you might have. Best wishes, Charlie. Well, Charlie, thanks so much, and let's see what we can do. All right, so what do you think, Ricky? So something for that's going to include these the kids are 10, 4, and almost almost 4 and almost 2. I have a great suggestion. hoop de doo review. I think that would be yes. so much fun for the entire family to do. And you can see, um, even if you're from England, you'd be like, those crazy Americans. What yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's a great little stage show. 
uh, you get food, you know, all you can, um, can enjoy, um, and then it's all you can drink as well. Um, no, like beer and wine and stuff like that, but, uh, it's a great little experience and, uh, that's going to be my suggestion. That's a good one. Scott, anything you have for them? I don't, that, that one's tough to beat. Good really one. well done there, Ricky. Thank um, you. Sometimes I come up with things. There we go. Bravo to me. Yeah. So I was leaning towards on a similar note, though, was um, to food. Food always makes me happy. I think great memories Same. come from food. You get the whole group together. You know, you converse. You're in the moment. And I think character meals would be really fun for the three kids. You know, the, the two, the four, and the 10-year-old. I think a, like a Topolino's breakfast or something could be a really fun or or some type of character meal. Um, that's kind of where I was leaning towards, Mike. And Charlie's in the live chat says, ah, so good. I want to go to Hoop-dee-doo. Great idea. So there you go. Yes, Boom. I came up with it. Instant good feedback, me. instant feedback. Uh, pleasing our listeners since 2008. That's what there you go. Exactly. That makes me happy. All the way all the way across the ocean. We're, we're uh, helping listeners today. It makes me, it warms my heart. Uh, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right, Michael's got a question here in the live chat. Hey, Mike, Ricky, Pam, and Scott. Long time, several times, he says. We are headed down to Disney World at the end of June and over the 4th of July. We want to take advantage of the extra hours for the deluxe resorts. A few questions. Number one, are most rides open in both parks? I heard on your podcast that not all of them are open like Jungle Cruise. So most rides are open, but not all. I mean, it's kind of like after hours, right, Scott? I mean, it, so I yeah, would say. You might have heard that from me because the yeah. one time we did a Magic Kingdom, That's we couldn't say, get you on said Jungle that, Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I don't know if it was just down that night, but we could not get in, get on there. But yeah, it's like it's like most nights though. I mean, you're going to see like a, if you're talking Magic Kingdom specifically, like all the headliner attractions are going to be open. I mean, Jungle Cruise is a headliner, I guess, but but like the big coasters are going to be open. All the dark rides are going to be open. So it's going to be a, a really fun experience and definitely worth your time to to check that out if you're staying on a deluxe. All right, number two, how do they handle the virtual queue rides or the lightning lane pay rides during extra hours? Will those be available as first come, first serve? Ricky, do you, so we know Guardians is going to have an extra drop at six o'clock on the nights. Epcot has these extra hours for deluxe guests where you can you can sign up for a virtual queue for that, which is kind of interesting. It's the first time I've ever done that. But how, how yeah. about how about uh, these other things like that he's asking about? Honestly, uh, since I don't get up early or <laughs> haven't stayed, um, I'm not entirely sure what the virtual queue process will be for that. Um, because they, yeah, I'm not, I'm not actually not entirely sure. That's actually a really good question. So, so for the guardians, so the, jumped. yeah, yeah. So the, for, for the guardians, and that's the only virtual queue I can think of that's yeah. even an option right now. So for that one, there'll be a 6 p.m. drop. So. You'll just have to make sure that you're in, on your device. Oh. I don't think you have to be in the park necessarily oh. to do it. I don't, um, do you? I think you do. Maybe you do. Yeah. Um, yeah it's so do. fresh and so new that I we, know, we it don't is. even have the answer. Uh, there, but. The only question I have is in the morning, the early extra magic hour or, you know, early morning hours. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that, that they would have virtual queue. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, not sure know. on that. We'll have to do some research on that one because that's uh, these are all because I haven't done the extra magic hours for deluxe guests, so we'll check into that. He also but for said, virtual queue. I mean, that's the only one that is a virtual yeah, like right. is Guardian. So like Ratatouille, all those other ones, you can he, definitely get on during um during the 
Ratatouille used to not be open when they initially kicked this off, but that is now included attraction when you do it at. And they wouldn't have at like individual lightning lanes during these extra magic. These exactly, uh, they don't extra magic hours. These deluxe. Yeah, like Genie Plus is like shut off at that point. Uh, Genie Plus is only for like regular park hours, so it's just old school. You get into the standby line and you just have an awesome time because those are a lot of fun. Right. Now, this third question: Does Genie Plus and lightning lanes still apply for extra hours? No, it's just. You just yeah. get in line, ride the rides, which is you awesome. Just get in line. Yeah, it's just it's just fun. <laughs> and with no crowds, that's awesome. So in, in number four, are most of the snacks and shops open as well? Now, see, that's thing you're going to run into. Now, this is what you used to run into with Extra Magic Hours in the evening. A lot of places to eat are not tend to be, do not tend to be open. So you, you want to make sure that you don't go into these things like super starving. So you might not get your favorite snack. That is one of the downfalls. Scott, have you run into that? Because I have. Like, yeah. So we were, we, so we hopped on the app, the the last time we did a Magic Kingdom, we hopped on the app because we hadn't had dinner yet. We were doing the firework dessert party and they did not have egg rolls like I was hoping they would. So we're like, oh, man, we got to figure out what to eat. So like Cosmic Rays was open to like 10. But the only place that was really open during that extra magic was um, Casey's. So you got to like I would plan ahead of time, like make sure to eat something before that really starts or just, you know, pack your patience knowing that if only one restaurant is open. Uh, you're probably going to you're going to spend most of your night waiting in line potentially instead of doing the attractions, which is the headliner for for doing the after after hours. So eat eat ahead of time. There might be a couple of carts open. The shops yeah. like the Emporium was open during it, but like some of those small shops, like the Winnie the Pooh shop, when you get off the attraction, that was open because you had to cut through that way. But a lot of the other shops were closed. Tim says, uh, when we were in Epcot for the extra hours, we tried to go from Frozen to France by way of China, and they'd actually closed like half of the circle. So you had to walk the other way via Canada. So they, you know, so they are going to have the attractions open, but they're not going to have the whole park open. So, right. yeah, it's going to be a different experience overall, it looks like. Ricky, here's a good one for you. Please remind me, is there a limit on park reservations if you're an annual pass holder and staying on site? So... I know it's five if you're not on site because I had to do that. And that's it is it is five if you're not on site, but I believe it's the same number of days that you have Yeah, I think it is too. Park passes or, or that you're staying on reservation, site. Reservation, yeah. Yeah, your reservation yeah. for you. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's not for nights. So like say you're doing like a seven night stay, the day you check out, you can still book one of those as well. So you yeah. can kind of get eight days out of it. Right, right. All right. Let's get to the last question of the day. It's from Stephanie who's in Rome, Georgia. Not Italy. I know that but, place. Yeah, I know. It's down by you. I heard all. I heard all roads lead to Rome, mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Right? No. Okay. Anyway. Well, in Georgia, you can roam if you want to. <laughs> hey, right. hey, hey, ah, yeah, nice. That's good. I gotta give you a little ding on that one. Okay. Hey, BOGB crew, I love the show. Your your tips have helped me so much on our last few trips. My question is regarding an upcoming split stay. If it wasn't for split stays, we wouldn't have a podcast. Now that I think right? about it, because that's about every third question. <laughs> Uh, my mom, my three kids, they're 11, 6, and 4, and I'll be visiting in June. Our flight arrives at 8.45 p.m. on Saturday, and we'll have one night at the boardwalk. The next day, we'll be moving over to Old Key West for the remainder of our seven-day trip. We won't have a park day until Monday. Any ideas on how to spend our homeless day on <laughs> Sunday? Should we hang out at the boardwalk or just go over to Old Key West and hang out there until the room is ready? What makes most sense? If we swim at Boardwalk, is there somewhere we can change into dry clothes for walking around and enjoying the Boardwalk? And perhaps more importantly, where should we eat that day? We have a late dinner, 8 p.m. reservation at Olivia's. Okay, boom, you're doing it right. There's another day. 
Since we, uh, it Olivia's once we're moved over to Old Key West, any suggestions good for kids that we shouldn't miss for breakfast and or lunch if we're still at the boardwalk? We're open to all suggestions. Thanks for your help, Stephanie. Okay, first of all, let me just tell you this so I don't forget. My best snack of my trip at the beginning of May, the entire stay, was a crumb cake I got at the boardwalk bakery. This thing was enormous i mean it was like a quarter of a cake and it was i mean i am not exaggerating probably five inches tall 3.99 like nice. prices are going up and i know inflation's out of control this was an inflation buster and it tastes I, I had to throw the thing away because i was getting ready to go to the airport it was so big it was probably seven thousand calories it was so big like i felt like i was eating a whole intamin's like cake it was so stinking good. So while you're at the boardwalk, I don't care if you swim, get into dry clothes, go have fun, get the crumb cake or else I'm finding you. It was so good. And send me one too. Uh, I'll, I'll send you my address. Okay, so back to the task at hand. Okay, so they have this homeless day. They're bored. Should they hang out at the boardwalk? Should they go? I say stay at the boardwalk because you have seven yes. days at Old Key West, right? Even though yes. as much as we love Old Key West, I mean, it's the you don't want to spoil that yeah, day. Of that's the right answer. As a home, as an Old Key West homeowner um, and a lover of Old Key West, stay there. Spend the <laughs> spend the extra time at the boardwalk. I was already thinking before Mike even said about the pool. Yeah, pack a day bag, go to the pool. There's restrooms in the pool area that you can go change it to your dry clothes. And then try to get that beaches and cream uh, lunch reservation because yes. I think that'd be yes. really great for after swimming time. Right, and All I mean, right. th there's a cool store there. You got the screen door place. I mean, just to drop in, they have little snacky things. They have little caramel apples. But I mean, you got the boardwalk bakery, you got the ice cream place, you got pizza by the slice, you have the stand that has all the fried stuff that we ate that one marathon weekend, like funnel yeah. cakes and corn dogs and all the stuff you'll regret 30 minutes later. Margarita stand if you want to imbibe. I mean, it's. The boardwalk is just a cool place to hang. I would definitely be there. But here's one of my suggestions before I throw it over to Ricky so we can wrap this up. When you make that jump from boardwalk to Old Key West, after you swim and change into your dry clothes, here's your transition. You take the bus to Disney Springs. And then you do you do Disney Springs for a little while with everybody. A little shopping, maybe a little oh snacking. Then you take the boat to Old Key West and roll in like a baller in the back door. Mike, you took my answer. You, that's how you do it. You don't come in that front door. You sneak in the back door on the boat on the Sassy. Well, it depends on if they're driving, if they yeah, have that's true. where their luggage okay, is. But yeah, you're messing up my vibe. This is the, Sorry, this is the jam. Okay, no, yeah, you probably got all the logistics that blows us out of the water. But I'm just saying that'd be fun. Ricky, okay, you were with me on that. Mike, you totally stole my answer. I was going to say, okay, after you're done at the boardwalk, which was a great idea to hang out there yeah. for a while. Head on over to Disney Springs and enjoy some time there. I was going to say maybe eat somewhere like the Fly Pig or Yo, something like that. I can smell grab, it right now. Oh, so good. Yes, or grab an Arista Crepes. They have that. The new ice cream place, Salt and Straw. So good. Fantastic. I liked it. I didn't get the I didn't get the stuff you rub on your feet flavor. I just got that like chocolate good. chip, but it was good. Helpful, helpful. Um, so, I mean, you also have Everglades Donut, oh, which is fantastic, stop. too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So you have some great, like, snacky options. If you want snacks, you can get a nice, like, lunch over there if you want that. I was thinking Deluxe Burger, too. That's an mm -hmm. option as well. Haven't been there in a while. Deluxe I haven't either. Good. And you can, you can, um, that's one of the few places you can uh, mobile order at Disney you Springs. You can mobile yeah. order at Disney Springs. So I'm going to say 
maybe, just maybe, you head over to Disney Springs early in the afternoon and head over there for that. That was totally going to be my option, and you totally stole it, so I'm so mad about that. boat ride on the Sasagula River is always the right answer. Yeah, it is. So awesome. It's the, it's the best ride of all Disney. It is. It's one of the best. I'm telling you, no kidding. That Living with the Land. It's um, always awesome. I'm sad. I did not ride Living with the Land. I mean, I did get to see Living with the Land, but I did not ride it. How did you see it but not ride it? You guys, I mean, usually it's a 15 minute wait. How do you not jump in that line? Are you a true because Disney fan? I ate at Garden Grill. Oh, hey! I know, but how do you not ride it then? You're there. Because it was over by the time our reservation, we had to walk into our reservation and then the park was closed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, I often see the best attraction at Walt Disney World and can't do it either because it's not time yet it's be our guest instead of impressions to france and that always is ah, there's that too that's, yeah. so that's always mean it's yeah. so mean that is such and a it misuse sounds like we're ripping on our own podcast and we're not it's no. just the awful france movie that's <laughs> yeah not it's that's such a that's such a misuse of that theater when they mm -hmm. put that thing in there yeah mm -hmm. i try to like it because i mean you know namesake and all but uh, i mean just give me the pipe organ and the, the the old couple walking along the sea it rips my heart out at the end like what are they doing today it's kind of like the guy at the end of uh at the end of uh living with yes. the land like what's he up to you know, i want to know what that married world? couple like how many kids do they have yeah. like how's their life going Man, like, the there's so many questions yeah, i know we so need many. a we need a oh my god like 40 years later it is yeah, we need, we need like a, we need like a vh1 like, uh, like, where, years later. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a where are they now but like you go into these obscure like people in all the movies from like all around the world showcase like yeah. where is the old couple from impressions of france like maybe the bike rider is like some yes. all-time champion now are they wearing helmets are they not <laughs> wearing jorts anymore i mean what what's the story that'd be fun mm -hmm. All right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap it up. So again, if you have a question, send that to Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us and had the questions. We love answering those. And uh, we'll do it again next Wednesday. So don't forget today's show always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. You know all the details. We, we are standing by all the agents over at the Magic for Less. We're going to help you plan a great Disney vacation, whether it's to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney and couple of you know news pieces here we are booking that be our guest podcast cruise july 3 to 7 2023 on the disney wish we're gonna have a great time so just drop by the magic for less fill out a cruise form and just put be our guest podcast cruise that'll come to me and i can get you the details on that right away and of course the news everybody's been waiting for june 8th is the day it's go day for the 2023 tickets and packages so if you're looking for that 2023 vacation june 8th is the day but have mercy on me. I can't get them all out in the first hour, but we'll get them out to you. I promise you. We'll take great care of you. And here's the good news. If you book a vacation package in the first month of release of those packages, better booking bonuses with the Magic for Less. That basically means bigger Disney gift cards with qualifying hey! packages. Yeah, I'm saying we love dishing out those bigger Disney gift cards. Actually, they're the same size, just more money loaded onto yes. them, so they spend better. Anyway, so just drop by themagicforless.com, and thanks to The Magic for Less for always sponsoring the Be Our Guest podcast. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. It's, uh, it's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons who support everything we do once a month. We appreciate that very much. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week and our exclusive Patreon Discord channel. So if you want to get on on that, come on over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Speaking of Patreon, real quick before we jump out of here, we do have a Patreon uh, chat that goes all the time. Trisha's got a trivia game that goes on every day. Thanks to Trisha for hosting that. 
just come on over to BeOurGuestPodcast.com. There's a link there for the for the Discord channel. Hop in this week, you know, hang out with us. And there's a special one for everybody that's going on the podcast cruise. So if you haven't gotten that link, let me know, and I will get that to you because we have that chat room for the podcast cruisers to get to know each other before we cruise. All right, give Ricky a follow on social media at Ricky Nibs. Scott's at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at Mike, Instagram and Twitter. We want to talk to you. And join us for the live call-in show this Sunday night, most likely happening. So stay tuned to social media for that. It'll be at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, Facebook, and YouTube. All right, we're going to be back again on Friday talking about Ricky's adventures at Disneyland and at Walt Disney World. And I want to have a quick discussion about Genie Plus now that Ricky brought that up. And I was going to talk about that anyway, but now we're really going to talk about it. Because I have questions and thoughts, and I want to have a panel discussion on that too. All right, so you guys have a great Wednesday. Keep grinding because summer is right around the corner here in the States. You stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.